This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. This happened a week ago in Brantford, uh, a heist at a comic book store. Capped Can Comics on Elgin Street in Brantford. According to the owners, Warren and Jaden Mitchell, father-son combo there, run the store. Someone uh, broke into the store and in less than a minute stole almost $80,000 worth of comic books and inventory. These nerds knew exactly what they were looking for, <laughs> didn't they? It's a pretty ballsy move for a nerd. <laughs> yeah. Or a supervillain, I don't know. Uh, surveillance shows man exiting a van, has something in his hand, sparks flying from around the door. I have a friend who owns a business, and his business was uh, broken into the same way. They get, like, the uh, the grinder out or the cutter, Jim. Yeah, yeah, those and things can cut through a lot. They just basically cut around the 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 lock. Mm-hmm. So the lock is still locked. Right. The door is no longer attached. Yeah, the door is not attached to it. You can get in. Mm -hmm. Uh, The most expensive comic book that was stolen, book one of the Fantastic Four. Dang. Published in 1962. What would you think that would be valued at? 20 grand. Higher. 50 grand. Lower. You're pretty close the first time. Oh, okay. Twenty four thousand. <laughs> oh, okay. It really, I would have, I would have guessed more because you hear about like the amazing fantasy uh, with Spider Man's first appearance going for over a million dollars. The Batman uh, number one detective comics, whatever, going for over a million dollars. Fantastic Four. They don't get much respect. Huh? Only twenty four thousand dollars. But if you think about it logically, nobody says my favorite superhero is anybody from the Fantastic Four. Really, when you ask kids on the street, nobody mentions that. Spider-Man, Batman, Superman, the big ones. They've they've hit some rough times over the years, the Fantastic Four. There's the the legendary story. The movie studio had the rights to make a Fantastic Four movie. Have you seen the terrible Fantastic Four movie that was made? I don't think so. So uh, they they were going to lose the rights. The studio was going to lose the rights to the Fantastic Four. So they unless they made a Fantastic Four movie by a certain date, so they made a Fantastic Four movie with no intention of ever releasing it. <laughs> And it's out there. You can find it like the wow. worst special effects. I, I want to see how the arms stretch on Mr. Fantastic. <laughs> That's, that is something I desperately need to see. <laughs> and uh, and then, you know, the 90s, early 2000s Fantastic Four movies were not great. No, no bombs. Uh, and they were uh, Fox, right? So they, they're not part of the MCU yet, but I think they're joining the, the MCU. So this could have been part of this thief's plan. You steal uh. Fantastic Four number one before they officially join the Marvel Cinematic Universe and the value of that thing skyrockets. Mm-hmm, which it will if there is a successful MCU movie. It'll get the MCU bump and it'll be worth twice as much. Right. The Taz and Jim Podcast. We want to talk about holes. Let's have some hole talk, Jim. Okay. Good old-fashioned hole talk here. An Amazon delivery driver was trying to drop a package off at someone's house, and he quickly found himself deep in a hole. He posted a video from within the hole, letting people know that he was trapped. Delivering to this customer's house, and I just fell into a septic tank. I don't know if they were digging it or what, but I walked by it, and the ground came out underneath me. I'm like six feet down, and I tried using these roots around me 
to get out and it just pulled more dirt on top of me so i just called dispatch hopefully they're going to get the cops or the fire department here because i definitely don't want to try to climb out on my own again because like i said the walls are kind of caving in on me ew well could have been ooer he fell in the hole not the septic tank like i'm assuming the septic tank wasn't in there yet if he's uh next to dirt with roots hanging out of it I heard something sloshing around in the background Could there. Could just be rainwater. Hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> and thank God, is like, where was his phone when he fell in that watery hole? Because if that got submerged and he was just in the hole with an unworking cell phone, that could have been a lot worse. Yeah, you're just screaming and yelling at that point. And to top it all off, you can't post a video and get all the likes. True. That, that would have been the worst part of not having his phone with him. <laughs> you can just never trust anybody because who knows if he just slid in there and then made a phone call you just to get he, attention. He fell in the hole on purpose? I don't think he did, but I wouldn't put it past anybody. We posted this uh, this video and this story on the Taz and Jim Facebook page with the question, have you ever fallen in a hole? And I'm a little disappointed. We didn't get many hole stories here, Jim. No, no. We I, got one. It's a good thing, I guess. Yeah. Have you ever fallen in a hole and couldn't get out? Does getting drunk and waking up in Sarnia count? No, I'm sorry, it does not. Sarnia is a lovely town, by the way. Rude. (laughs) Oh, he's calling it a hole, I get it. Um, You've fallen in a hole, haven't you? Oh, several. Uh, One specifically, when I was a kid... There, like I lived in the country and so we had a big ditch beside the highway out front of our house and every winter it would freeze almost flat so there wouldn't be like the crevasse where the ditch would be so it almost looked like a flat field right up to the road. But there was one year it was late spring and the water must have been running through that ditch and like eroding all the snow underneath it but at the top it still looked like it was completely flat. You couldn't tell where the ditch was. Not at all. So like me and my brother we were probably six and ten years old and we were eight and ten years old and we were like walking over top of the ditch and I fell through the hole so I fall through and I'm in a six foot hole and like all I can see is the sunlight above me through this hole through the ice and my brother then lays on his stomach and tries to pull me out and it's the middle like it's still snowy everything so he reaches for my hands tries to pull and all he does is he pulls my gloves off <laughs> And then he runs away. So I start crying. And you're, I'm in the hole. You're surrounded. Like, what was it like down there? Were, was Dark. it tight? It was, yeah. And, like, it wasn't, it wasn't that tight, but I was in an ice hole. Like, I couldn't get out. It was too slippery on the sides. But it, there was like, it was like a serious cavern. You know what I mean? And then so he ran away, and I'm waiting there crying for, like, five minutes. But I guess all he did was he ran up the, the laneway and got my mom. And then my mom came down and got me. Like Lassie. Out of the hole. Exactly. Like Lassie. <laughs> What's wrong, Craig? Craig, go get some help, Craig. Where's Jimmy? Did he fall down a well? And we are talking holes. Ask the question, have you ever fallen in a hole? Tyler? I haven't fallen in a hole, but I got a funny story. I used to work out west, and we used to drill piles for uh, putting up a concrete sound barrier wall. Okay. They were about 10 to 12 feet deep. About wide enough that a person could just fall in. Oh man, that's like claustrophobic like stuck. Yeah, I don't like, like if that. If you fell in head first, you're pretty much done. But if you fell in feet first, you could like try and wiggle your arms to climb out of the hole. Anyways, one day I'm throwing plywood pieces we used to put on top of the hole so people wouldn't fall into the drilled holes. Well, on my way to go get a piece, 
I throw it on top of the hole. I go back, grab another one, cover up the next hole on my way back. The piece of plywood started lifting up off the ground, and I'm like, what the hell is going on? So I walk over to it, and my foreman was, like, lifting his head with – or lifting the board with his head because he was trying to wiggle himself out of the hole. And I thought he was trying to play a prank on the other foreman, so I didn't help him out. And all of a sudden, he finally, like, the other foreman stand there, and he flops the plywood over. He scared the shit out of the other foreman. And then he's like, why didn't you help me? And I thought he was playing a prank. I didn't realize he fell into the hole. So he <laughs> fell in the hole, and you threw a piece of plywood over top and kind of locked him in? Yes. <laughs> so not only is he in the hole, now it's completely dark. Yeah. Why wouldn't yeah. he have yelled something? When you... I don't know why he didn't yell help or not. That's why I thought he was trying to scare the other foreman. Right, maybe he was trying to get out of the hole without revealing to everybody yeah, that he had yeah. fallen in the hole. Save the embarrassment. Which is quite dangerous. It's like... right up. There is often when you try to save yourself from embarrassment, like if you start choking on something, you'll leave the room and then right. you'll die alone. So don't do that. Yeah, if you yeah. fall in a yeah. hole, yell for help. This has been a public exactly. service announcement from Taz and Jim and Tyler. <laughs> Have a good day, boys. Ladies love them. Devin Peacock is here. I'd like to know where that lady is now. Where, where, what's she doing? I don't know. She's called us like a year after. She's like, are you guys still running that <laughs> intro with my voice on it? But she actually she love, loves the show. She just hates the intro. <laughs> yeah, and you. She hates me or she No, she, she doesn't like the song. I think okay. she likes you, Devin. Okay. okay. Who, who can't love Devin Peacock? <laughs> He's our sports guy. Uh, last night's game. The Bengals, it was a close one. They really got lucky with one of the longest fumble returns in playoff history. 98 yards was uh, the fumble return. You know, the Baltimore Ravens, uh, they're a good football team. Makes you wonder what, it, what would happen if uh, Lamar Jackson was uh, was healthy. But, I mean, he's been very public because people have been questioning him about his health. Is he, like, seriously trying to get back on the field? I believe he is. I mean, he, he's a former MVP. He wants to play. He's got a contract coming up. He wants to prove himself again. Uh, but uh, credit to the Ravens for putting in a good fight. I mean, the Bengals are a really good team as a Bills fan. Uh, Bills now play the Bengals next week. The Bengals scare me. They are playing their best football of the year at the time when you don't want them to be playing their best football of the year. Unless. Unless you're a Bengals fan. Who day? <laughs> uh, 49ers, a big win. Uh, Brock Purdy, this third string quarterback, Mr. Irrelevant, is now Mr. Relevant. He had another huge game. Such a great story. You know, I mean, when you look at him, he's not a guy who is, you know, lighting up the field. He's not doing the Joe Burrow. He's not doing the Josh Allen or the Patrick Mahomes, but he is protecting the football. He's uh, connecting on his throws. He's doing a great job, and he's going to make for an interesting conversation for the 49ers in the offseason. You've got Trey Lance, who hasn't played all year long because of injury. Do you bring back Garoppolo? That was a conversation before he got 
got injured, or do you go with Brock Purdy as the new backup, or or that case? In San Francisco, they've got a really big conversation to have in the offseason, but they're not worried about that right now because they're looking very strong in the playoffs right now. They do have the luxury of one of the best defenses in yes. the league. Um, I saw LeBron James was tweeting about Brock Purdy's performance, saying he's the real deal, and Purdy uh, liked that in the <laughs> in the press conference after. You've got some LeBron news. Yeah, LeBron last night became just the second player in NBA history to score more than 38,000 points. He is wow. less than 400 away from breaking the all-time record set by Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. So before this year is out, barring some f- sort of injury, LeBron James will become the high, the the most high score high scoring player in NBA history and I think that leads to, you know, even more conversations of whenever LeBron does retire, who's the best ever? Is it Michael Jordan? Is it LeBron James? I would still tend to go with MJ, but I mean LeBron is putting up uh, uh, quite the argument. He's got to be number 1 for consistency. I mean, almost two decades and he's <laughs> He's still making all-star, uh, like he still has all-star uh, credits every season, like almost 30 points a game he averages, rebounds, assists. It's Nobody's beaten him for consistency. The amount of miles that are on his legs, when you consider like all the time he's played in like the playoffs as well, like he had that, that eight-year stretch where he was in the NBA Finals every single year. And so his ability to stay healthy is one of his achievements because so many guys can't do that. He spends over a million dollars every single year just staying healthy, and it's worked out for him. I mean, he, like, I don't know if we appreciate, which is kind of crazy to say because it's LeBron, I don't know if we appreciate just how great that achievement is just staying healthy. Thanks, Dev. The Taz and Jim Podcast. There is a controversial new viral TikTok trend. Sharing your hypothetical final death row meal. If you're on death row, what would your final meal be? What's wrong with that? Some people are saying that it is tone deaf to the evils of capital punishment and insensitive to those wrongly incarcerated. Boy, you ran out of things to complain about, eh? Oh my god. say if I was wrongly incarcerated, the least of my worries would be that people are saying, oh, I'd have a bag of Cheetos and some Wendy's (laughs) on social media. Just absolute nonsense. (laughs) Uh, Actually, you know what? We have talked about in the past, you know, Desert Island albums. Which three albums would you bring on a Desert Island? You know what? It's time to stop that, too, because that is insensitive for all those uh, shipwrecked FedEx employees (laughs) that plane crashed. Over yeah, Tropical the Tropical Island. All yes. the castaways. We should How think of them. How dare you? They're stranded on a desert island right now with no albums. <laughs> and you're talking about which three you're going to bring with wow. you? Wow. Like you're a tourist going to an all-inclusive? This is a desert <laughs> island. You got to do your own dental work with a skate. <laughs> So what would your final meal be, Jim? Oh, what would it be? Probably, I, uh, I think you got to go with whatever takes the longest to eat. <laughs> so I'm going to be like, okay, I have to eat this whole entire metal bicycle. And not until I'm finished. You like can't those circus execute freaks. me. You yeah. can't execute me until I finish eating my bicycle. Sure. And pass it. It has to pass through my entire digestive system. 
But if I was being honest, probably like a big steak and mashed potatoes and yeah, some seasonal greens. I don't know. Yeah, my first thought was like a nice steak as well, but then uh, I don't know, maybe some fast food like a a foot long sub. Really? <laughs> I I was like, yeah, I, I know it's good. I, I definitely to... get Dairy Queen ice cream cake for dessert. Sure, sure. Or like if you were lactose intolerant at all. Well, you have yeah. allergies, so you got to go full blown whatever you're allergic to. That's how I'm going to extend my life. What? I'm going to because I think if you have had an allergic reaction, like they can't just let you die in your cell. They have to revive you. <laughs> they have to. You have to right? go out on their like yeah, death way. They have to yeah. kill you the humane way sure, with sure. the injection or whatever. So. I'll just keep ordering stuff I'm allergic to, and they have to keep giving me EpiPens. <laughs> I'll get another four Suckers. or five days out of that scam. Or if you really hated the cops and the the guards and all the people involved in your death, and you were lactose intolerant, yeah. just give me eight liters of milk, and then whenever you die, you just crap your pants and make the biggest mess for all those guards to clean up. I'd be like, my last meal is going to be like whatever rare animal is left on the earth. I'll be like a silver, a silver jaguar. I want that uh, chicken wing <laughs> like made into some sort of sandwich. So, so they mean, have to kill the rare I animal. Don't know, I don't know if that's how it works when you're on death row. It's whatever you ask for, they have to give you. So they have to find, I would like a panda. I'd like some panda meat. Mm-hmm. And they can't put you to death until they serve you panda meat? Is yeah. That, that's how you think it works? <laughs> I'm just trying. I'm trying to just bring somebody to hell with me, you know? The Taz and Jim Podcast. And a big Taz and Jim kudos. Congratulations to Max Kerman from Arkell. <laughs> he did it. You know he's good at rallying. And he rallied Arkell's fans and Hamiltonians to get behind him. Uh, in the big, uh, not election, but it was a a vote. Sure, a poll. Poll. Yeah. To name the snowplows, City of Hamilton snowplows. Three of them were getting named. And overwhelmingly, number one, Max Kerminator was the most voted name. So Mm -hmm. they've done it. They've put Max Kerminator on the back of a plow. Uh, Max posted this on Arkell's social media. My daddy always told me to go out in the world and be very proud of our family name. My ancestors who fled Eastern Europe in search of a better life would never believe what was announced today. City of Hamilton had a contest to name snowplows. My name was submitted, Max Kerminator. (laughs) And needless to say, we won the vote in a landslide. Thank you to everyone in Hamilton, Ontario, who voted. Very good. Not really a snow pun, but it does sound like it's a mode you can turn on on a snowplow. Turn it to Max Kerminator. I've only got it on low Kerminator No, 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 no. Crank it to Max Kerminator. Are you sure? It's not going to overheat? (laughs) (laughs) We put it on Max Kerminator? This thing's Gosh darn it, Taz! Do what I say! It's a blizzard! I'll put it on Max Kerminator. She can't handle it, boss. Deserved. Mm-hmm. Deserved for Max Kerman uh, from Arkells. However, I need to say to the people of Hamilton, I am very disappointed with the number two name on this snowplow list. Plowy McPlowface. 
if it wasn't for Max Kerminator, that would be number one. Plowy McPlowface, not funny anymore, guys. Mm-hmm. It had its moment. Yeah. Blanky McBlankface, whatever was getting named. Boaty McBoatface. It was a boat over in uh, Europe. They, they had a similar contest to name a boat. And people voted for Boaty McBoatface, which was original, new, uh, chuckle-worthy. Kind the of. The first time. But then ever since then, it'd be like a fire department would be like, hey, do you want to name our new Dalmatian? Yeah, Doggy McDogface would then be the dog's name that would get voted. <laughs> I'm sorry, now I'm laughing. I was going again. <laughs> it's only funny just because how silly and how out of control it got. It was Doggy McDogface is a great dog name. Well, because Dogface is an insult. So yeah. I, I okay, works, anyways, very unoriginal, and it's not... Max is from Hamilton, so Max Kerminator is, you know, it, it's he's part of the community. Uh, control salt delete, clever pun, amazing, clever pun. However, it doesn't really scream Hamilton. Hmm. I am outraged that there is not going to be a snowplow named Icey Wee Wee. True. That seems like a gimme. It's so obvious. Like, it's so good. Wee Wee was the way to go. Uh, Plowy McPlowface, that is not going to age well. Mm -hmm. Or it could be confused with any other plow in any other city that is inevitably going to be named that same name because these polls happen all the time. That that plow could be on any street in any town in the world. But Icey Wee Wee, that's a Hamilton name right there. And the other one that, Jim, you and I, I know we both voted... Hamboni. Yes. Hamboni. Brilliant. Didn't make it, eh? Didn't make it. Number seven uh, on the what? list. I also like Cleopatra, which was another great one, but that wasn't Hamilton that was specific. Four. Yeah, if you're plowing snow in Egypt, Cleopatra <laughs> <laughs> sure. would have been great. But uh, I guess we're going to have to wait until Hamilton buys two more snow plows to get Ice Wee Wee and the Hamboni out on the roads. And now. The winner is Devin Peacock. I want to see you peacock. Here we go with sports. Devin Peacock is our sports guy. He's also a Buffalo Bills super fan. Miami Dolphins had you guys sweating, didn't they? Woof. I mean, uh, <laughs> that was kind of close, huh? I knew they were going to win, though. I never lost faith. Well, you got to give the fans a good game, right? I mean, you want to have a good TV ratings. That's why that all unfolded the way it did. Considering the Dolphins are playing with their third-string quarterback, <laughs> they definitely, even though they lost, I think they can hold their heads high today. I didn't want to lose to a guy named Skyler. That's all I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so the Bills are moving on. They didn't cover the spread, though. I, I went in another uh, survivor pool, <laughs> and this one you had to pick correctly two point spreads and i think uh, 80% of the people who entered went with the bills to to cover 10 and a half points and they've all been eliminated <laughs> <laughs> i would have i mean the point spreads are always what'll get you Early on, it looked like they were going to do it. Credit to the Dolphins. They played a great game. Like, Skylar Thompson at the end of the season was not playing that well. Like, he had one of the best games, if not the best game, of his NFL career yesterday. 
Team that definitely covered the spread, San Francisco, man. They say defense wins Super Bowls, and they are looking pretty darn good on the weekend. Brock Purdy has just been a monster since he became the starter for the San Francisco 49ers. On Saturday, we had two uh, rookie quarterbacks, or rookie to the playoffs, depending on how you want to look at it. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, not a rookie, but two first-time quarterbacks in the playoffs win. So it's been kind of introduction for a lot of guys. Uh, you know, uh, Jones on Sunday with the Giants also winning. So a lot of first-time quarterbacks in the playoffs experiencing some success. Hashtag NFL is rigged was trending <laughs> after Trevor Lawrence and the Jaguars made the fifth biggest comeback hmm. in NFL history. Riley Patterson now, 36-yard field goal attempt. Here we go for the win. Got it. Unbelievable. Uh, that, that is Unbelievable. They came back and won their game against the Chargers on Saturday night. Do you think it was scripted and the NFL is predetermining the outcome of these games, Dev? No. The, <laughs> the NFL, if they could ha- pick one market, Jacksonville or Los Angeles, they're picking Los Angeles. If they're going to rig games for anyone, it's for the Los Angeles market, not for Jacksonville. Tonight, you got the Buccaneers facing off against the Cowboys. Who do you like? Well, uh, my prediction has not changed since we uh, mentioned this briefly on Friday. I uh, believe your Tampa Bay Buccaneers (gasps) are going to (laughs) lose. We'll see. You want to bet lunch on it, Dev? I'll bet lunch. Okay. We got a lunch on the line. Thanks, pal. The Taz and Jim Podcast. We were just talking off the air here, and we started thinking about that uh, Mega Millions jackpot down in the United States. Which was at $1.35 billion. Insane. Yeah. My mom's down in Florida. She did buy me a ticket. Yeah, yeah. I did not win $1.35 billion. Probably knew that based mm-hmm. on the fact that I'm here. Maybe your mom may have. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I haven't seen her since the draw. But there was one single winning mm. ticket sold. So one person has won $1.35 billion USD. That ticket was sold in Maine. And that lucky duck, that person's name, Elon Musk. <laughs> if you think if you're like a $10 million, like a celebrity who's worth 10 mil, or anybody worth 10 mil, do you think you would just every once in a while still buy a lotto ticket just for fun? If you were already rich, you stopped to fill your car up with gas, are you buying lotto tickets? Yeah, you, you go in to buy some smokes, you're like, yeah, I toss in a lotto. Or even like when the billion dollars comes out, even a, te- a person who has 10 mil would be like, I'd like to be a billionaire. Yeah. Or do they just say, I've already won in life, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to not waste my money? You think Kanye West was buying tickets? See if he can become a billionaire again. <laughs> <laughs> that would be one way for a comeback. <laughs> Man, I got some bills to pay. Yeah, yeah. I've got a feeling that he probably thinks the Jews run the lottery as well, so <laughs> he probably doesn't trust it. The Taz and Jim Podcast. Talking about uh, how the British, just the way they speak, everything sounds classier, right? Mm-hmm. When British people are talking. Even Prince Harry talking about getting frostbite on my Tarja. I got frostbite on my Tarja. Spending some time in frost nipistan. <laughs> you know, it, it just sounds, it, it elevates it. <laughs> I don't 
no, I, I guess so. <laughs> Stay with me here. Okay, okay, I'll give you I'm that. I'm just trying to transition sure, into yeah, this yeah. viral video. An animal activist in England saw a woman fishing, and she was uh, showing off this big fish that she caught, and the animal activist was not impressed. Even though this was like a designated fishing area, uh, this woman went off on the lady with the fishing rod. You are disgusting. Put that bloody thing back in the water so if it's why? not dead already. Put it oh. back. You are disgusting. You it's are a, a disgrace. Oh, I'm actually calling it because you are an absolutely slavish disgrace. It's a fish. Put it back in the water. It's a are you trying to kill it? It's a fishery. You are a whore. And you people should. People go fishing, darling. <laughs> Darling, people go fishing. If a British person is going to complain about somebody fishing, they'd better stop by every pub they cross and say, Get that fishing chips back in the water! What, are you trying to kill it by putting it in the fryer like that? <laughs> are you killing potatoes? An innocent potato to make those chips as well? <laughs> I think we can learn. You know, the world's arguing with each other right now. I think we can learn from the British. And at least keep it civilized. Sure, yeah. <laughs> Make it sound classy. Darling. <laughs> Put it back. You are disgusting. Oh